This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hey, everybody. It's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. Uh, If you missed our most recent episode of the program, we said goodbye to Bob Boylan, who just retired after 23 years of hosting the show. And as part of that send-off, we're sharing some of our favorite episodes that he and I did together over the years, uh, starting with Songs That Make You Cry. Songs That Make You Cry. We were joined for this one by former NPR Music Editor Katie Presley. And you're going to hear a lot of heartbreaking stories from listeners uh, in this episode, but you're also going to hear a lot of music that got them through those tough times. Enjoy the show. There are some songs that are born to make you weep. Robin looks like he's about to break up laughing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Bob Boylan with All Songs Considered. I'm here with Katie Presley. And uh, this is Adagio for Strings, Samuel Barber, written in the middle 30s. We're going to be holding hands throughout the whole show today. One hand in another. Don't touch me. The, <laughs> the other hand with a hanky. Mm-hmm. This show is uh, about the songs that make us cry. And sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes the songs that make us cry, it's just there. It's it's in the music. Uh, but sometimes it's all about association. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we put a call out to our listeners. Tell us about the songs that make you cry. And this was one of them. <laughs> ACDC's Highway to Hell. Should we crank it? Yep. So kind of breaks my heart that this <laughs> makes someone cry because I love this song. Well, so much. with those callouts for songs that make you cry, we ask people to tell us stories. What made this person? Uh, this came from a listener named John, and he says, "My dad never liked how sad funerals are. Prior to his death, my father requested I play Highway to Hell at his funeral. In 2007, he died at the age of 63, and that's exactly what I did. Now, every time I hear the song, I get misty-eyed thinking of him. I caught ACDC at Coachella this year and couldn't hold back the tears from the first chord when they started playing their big hit as an encore. That day, I wore a pair of his, my dad's old jeans, and one of his work shirts. It was a magical moment. That is so beautiful. Crazy, unlikely, but but there it is. Uh, Associations make great stories, make one cry, make one never forget. Um, 
And we had another another rocker that just would not have ever thought of as a song to make one cry, but here we go. It's a woman named Brianna who told us a story about her two brothers. And uh, when her two brothers were growing up, they made a pact with their best friend. These, these three boys, as childhood friends, agreed that whoever was to die first, the other two had to play Leonard Skinner's Free Bird at their funeral. And uh, one of the brothers, his name was Brad, he died of cancer when he was just 22 years old. And so just as they had agreed to do, they played Freebird at his funeral. Uh, the, the surviving brother, uh, his name was Chase, was a musician, and he did his own version of it. Then something happened, and I will let Brianna pick the story up from there. Then the unimaginable happened. Five years later, Chase, who is now 26, was killed by a drunk driver on I-35 headed to a show that he was supposed to play in. My parents had to bury another child. I lost another brother, and my family had to do this all over again. The question of Freebird came up, would we play the audio version, Chase's version, or just not play it at all, as we were so grief-stricken? Chase's funeral had a much different light to it than Brad's. Of course we were celebrating his life, but we all sat there in the same spots we sat five years ago just now more angry with the world, questioning humanity and the lives we led, asking what did we do to deserve this. The day before the funeral, Carl came to my family and said he would continue the pact and play Freebird for Chase. It was beautiful. It was sad, and again, not a dry eye in the auditorium. When I'm in the car with friends or family and Freebird comes on the radio, I know that every single person is thinking of them. So many people are affected by this song, not just my family. We all shed some tears when we hear it because it brings them back for just a short amount of time. For me, Freebird resurfaces so many difficult emotions, but I am so thankful for that song because without it, I would ultimately feel lost. I'm as free as a bird now. saying, Bob, that you, that the presence of Freebird on this list surprised you, but actually I gasped reading through these entries when I saw that because Freebird is exactly the song. I have, I have been to a funeral where Freebird has been played and it is the song my beloved sister requested for her funeral. Wow. So I will face uh, I will face the same questions that Brianna did. I, I, I get it. I, it never would have come to mind, but I get it. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You got a, a song that makes you cry, Katie? Oh, I have many, but I <laughs> but I brought I brought a a particular a, a one. A bundle of tissues. Yeah, I did. I brought a bundle of tissues. That we forgot those. That would have been clever. So 
for as long as I have known of her, the singer-songwriter Patty Griffin has been a wound and a gift to me and my life. I discovered her in high school, and when I was in college, I had a year span where um, 12 people that I knew that I cared about family or dear friends were killed. And Twelve in one year? Mm -hmm. It was almost in a summer, Um, but if I open it to a year, it's 12. Um, So in the course of that time, yeah, 12 12 people um, were killed. Uh, Another, a woman that I worked with, was paralyzed in a car accident as we were both driving to work. I was diagnosed with a major illness in the same time, and so for a while, there was a time, there was a brief time in there where I was sleeping in my car, and my only companion at that time was this song that I picked um, by Patty Griffin. It It's about being in deep pain and feeling like no one else in your life has access to that. In the song, she references a best friend who who doesn't understand what she's going through. She references an empty apartment. She doesn't have a lover. She doesn't have anyone to come home to. She even mentions a religious figure um, being needed and not found to help her through this pain. So this song is called Moses. It's by Patty Griffin. song and it it just encapsulates an entire emotional experience she's got that crystalline soprano she rises almost to hoarseness in the middle of the song and by the end she's just um, she has this really beautiful soft resolved vocalization that takes her out of the song and it's always just her and the guitar it's a it is a fine she has been a fine companion to me 
That's awesome. What a story. You know, and it, 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 that makes me think that how so many of these stories and songs that we got from listeners, while the, a lot of the songs were definitely sad songs or were just real tearjerkers, there weren't any that were just flat out depressing and ended on a horrible note, right? I mean, all of them, there was a little bit of hope in just about everything that we saw. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, uh, I think, in the end, what tears bring us to. I mean, there's something that we cry for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cry for a reason that gets us to cry, and the act of crying helps us uh, move forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm much more likely to tear up when I see something really beautiful, uh, a, a complete you know, gesture, a complete gesture of self, self-sacrificing gesture, mm-hmm. or something beautiful that someone does for someone else is much more likely to choke me up. And we had uh, a musician the other day uh, come in to do a tiny desk, Christopher Paul Stelling. I was talking to him about uh, songs that change him. You know, what what is a song in his life that could, might change him? And he said, I, I don't know, but I know a song that makes me cry. And we, we I hadn't even told him we were doing this oh, really? show. Yeah, really? yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and I said, don't tell me. Let's go in the studio. It's Take It With Me uh, from Tom Waits. Christopher Paul Stelling, your eyes are closed, but if I play this song for you, what happens? They'll fill with water, Bob. <laughs> no one knows where we are. It's a long time since I drank champagne. The ocean's blue, as blue as your eyes. I'm gonna take it with me. Tell us about this Tom Waits song. I, I drive a lot. Uh-huh. Sometimes late at night. Yeah. And, and and this is the one that will just... I've, I've pulled over it at rest stops uh-huh. before. Um, particularly the last verse. I think it's one of the most just beautiful verses. I think it kind of like sums up poetry in general. This song's called Take It With Me. The last verse. Mm. Should I... I'll tell it to you. Yeah, tell it to me and then Mm. we'll hear it. In a land there's a town, and in that town there's a house, and in that house there's a woman, and in that woman there's a heart that I love. I'm going to take it with me when I go. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's devastating. Get the hankies!
still with us, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. Is there anybody in particular you think of? Can you say? Everyone has to feel that at some point. Yeah. A lot of times in like popular culture, we're afraid to confront death and loss. But I really think that those things are fundamental to the reason why we have art in the first place as a coping mechanism, as, as, as some place to put our feelings when they get too big for us to hold on to, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Thank you, Tom Waits. Thanks, Thank Tom, for everything. <laughs> I loved the look on your face when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Bob. Christopher Paul Stalin, a great finger picker, great guitar player. Oh, uh, yeah. and a He's good. got emotional songs himself. He sure does. Robin Hilton, this day is actually uh, shaping up to be a... A sad one. I don't know uh, whether we'll weep or not. You know, uh, something that Christopher Paul Stelling mentioned there is that he doesn't think people, you know, that we're, we're taught to, to know how to confront and deal with death, and that art is a great way to do that. And uh, I think of Sufjan Stevens' most recent record, Carrie and Lowell, which was exactly that, yeah. uh, a record all about, uh, you know, Sufjan's mother abandoned it. She had, uh, she was schizophrenic and a, a a drug addict, and she abandoned him when he was just a couple of years old. And then she died recently of cancer, and he was by her bedside when she died. And he wrote this record to process his feelings and how he was uh, making sense of, of the very complicated uh, relationship that he'd had with his mother. And uh, the song in, on Carrie and Lowell is the record, uh, the song that just absolutely slays me is a song called Fourth of July. It's a song written from his mother's point of view, and she's addressing him. But it's not just from his mom's point of view addressing him. It's his mom's point of view after her death. So she's speaking to him from beyond the grave. And she, in the song Fourth of July, she, she apologizes for leaving him, and she just wants to know if he's okay. I know the line. I'm already choking up. Let's hear it. Well, you do enough talk, my little hawk, why do you cry? Tell me, what did you learn from the Tillamook burn or the 4th of July? We're all gonna die. Hospital asked, should the body be gas 
not the line we're all gonna die that's no the sad part that's the it's it's all the little nicknames she has for him mm-hmm. and uh that she just wants him to be okay she just wants to know like i'm sorry i left you i'm so sorry but i just just tell me that you were all right and that your life turned out okay but you know uh, my my perspective on uh, has changed so much over the years especially since having kids um the, my emotions are right on the surface i cry at commercials for you know whatever acid indigestion you know it's like everything you know if kodak commercials were still on those would set me off we're talking about the songs that make us cry i'm bob boylan and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music this message comes from npr sponsor the capital one venture card earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase plus earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through capital one travel your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. What's happening on NPR Podcasts? More neighborhoods and more perspectives. The more of the world that you hear, the more you hear the world as it really is. NPR Podcasts. More voices. All ears. Find NPR wherever you get your podcasts. These days, it can feel like the news is fighting for your attention wherever you turn, but staying informed shouldn't be a battle. Everything you need to navigate the stories that matter to you is at your fingertips. The NPR app cuts through the noise, bringing you local, national, and global coverage. No paywalls, no profits, no nonsense. Download the NPR app in your app store today, or you can go to npr.org app. The news can feel incredibly overwhelming. For a breath of much-needed fresh air, head to NPR.org's culture section. From the buzzy movies, tiny desk, and artists that everyone seems to know about, type in NPR.org for the latest and greatest in the pop culture universe. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Robin Hilton. I'm here with Katie Presley. We're talking about the songs that make us cry. We asked for your suggestions. You sent us thousands of stories and songs. So a few years ago when we did our first ever episode about songs that make you cry, I told a story about my cat dying and there was a song by the Weaker Thens that really choked me up then. And um, I wouldn't pick that song today, but it really... Post-children. Re- Post-children, but, uh, but it definitely used to really get to me. And um, one of the listeners who contacted us this time, a listener named Parker, told his uh, own story and shared a memory of hearing that show we did and hearing the story that I told about my cat. And I'll let uh, Parker tell his story. Robin, when you and Bob first did this theme back in 2011, you told 
a really poignant and heartbreaking story about the death of your cat, Ivan, and your first experience with a song by the Weaker Thans called Plea from a Cat Named Vertute. And I cried then, listening to your story, but I'll tell you, I cried even harder when I dug into the Weaker Thans catalog and discovered that this song had a sequel. And Robin, for your sake, I'm really glad that on the day that Ivan died, you didn't hear Fertute the Cat explains her departure. You see, Plea is about a cat trying to encourage and motivate her depressed owner. But on the sequel, on this song, Fertute gives up on him and leaves him to face depression alone. And the whole song is just ab just absolutely heartrending, with a cat alone on the frozen streets of Winnipeg. But it's the song's final lines that get me every single time. As the only thing that these two characters have left to hold on to, the memory of their relationship begins to disintegrate. It had something to do with the rain Leeching loamy dirt And the way the back lane came alive Half moon whispered go For a while I heard you Missing steps in the street and your anger pleading in an uncertain key singing the sound that you found for me when the winter took the tips of my ears found this noisy home full of pigeons is to hide and when the voices die I emerge to watch abandoned machines waiting for their men to return I remember the way The cat, the story that the cat is telling here is about his life's pretty hard on the street since he left this guy. He says, you know, the winter took the tips of my ears because he was so cold and struggling to find something to eat. Yeah, it's it's a very, very sad sequel to the original song we played. And I want to thank Parker for remembering my cat's name, oh, Ivan. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and the, he was a great cat. Everybody loved that cat. That was Weaker Thans. Yeah, Weaker Thans. Uh, Vertute, the cat, explains her departure from the record reunion tour. It's funny that, um, I mean, here you have a, a, a song and then a sequel. Uh, it's also funny how sometimes you can take the very same song and people can find uh, 
something so different about the song. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a beauty of art as an artist. You put it out there and then it's not yours anymore. It's everybody else's. Probably one of the songs most frequently listed here of the six or 7,000 entries we got was a song uh, from Coldplay called Fix You. I already hear eyes rolling and I see mm -hmm. eyes crying at the very mm -hmm. same time out there. Uh, Katie, why don't you read us the first of the, one of the many stories. We'll just do two here. Sure. This story is from Evan. I heard it for the first time when I tried magic mushrooms at age 19. <laughs> it came on while I was sitting in the car with a friend in his driveway, and I remember just feeling how powerful it was. I could feel it and see it even. So I put the song on replay on the way to break up with my boyfriend at the time so I would look sadder than I was. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear a bit of uh, Fix You from Coldplay, and then we'll come back. We have one more very contrasting story. When you try your best but you don't succeed When you get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired but you can't sleep Stuck in Come streaming down your face When you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be mushroom story <laughs> and and I, I like the idea of wanting to seem sadder than you really oh, yeah. are oh, yeah. and the song did it uh, for him but but there's a, a different way to look at this song one of them came from holly so many different ways and this story from holly she says i have two sons who've been diagnosed with severe autism and are both nonverbal. That was not always the case. They both suffered a major regression and lost their speech, among numerous other skills. It was devastating to watch my children regress right before my eyes, and there was nothing I could do to stop it from happening. The song Fix You reminds me of how hard I have tried to help my children overcome their diagnosis of autism of the regress kind. I know my children are in there, and I will never give up helping them find their voice.
This is one of those songs here in this big this jam here. It's so euphoric and just bursting with hope. <coughs> <coughs> Nothing to do with anything you were saying, and I'm not crying. But it, it's just it's just uh, just this bursting with hope moment. It's just filled with so much uh, love and beauty, even though uh, the underlying things are just so sad. There's a res resignation in this song that you you realize you can't fix somebody or you can't fix everybody, but um, Again, still that hope. One of the more modern uh, of the songs that we had, uh, the mm -hmm. 21st century song. Yeah, about 10, about 10 years old. Um, we, we mostly got a lot of classics, mm -hmm. um, including one that was often mentioned, Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. And of the many stories that people shared, one spoke to uh, current events or more recent events. Uh, this is Kylie who writes that, um, I was waiting for the F train in Manhattan recently when a busker started playing this on the opposite platform, and I remember why it never leaves me dry-eyed. It taps into what so many of us feel as the U.S. burns from Ferguson to Baltimore. We feel exhaustion, grief, and anger that we're still living in a world where the statement Black Lives Matter is not self-evident. But then there's that little sliver of hope that swells in a crescendo, a prophecy and an affirmation. I was raised by 60s-era leftists who might dispute this, but I think Sam Cooke knocked Dylan out of the ring with this one. <laughs> Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. Inspired by Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind uh, not too long before. So uh, Kylie's parents were right about Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think the saddest thing, and this is, this is nothing to do with anything Sam Cooke knew at the time, but Sam Cooke was murdered in uh, December of uh, 1964, December 11th. Uh, the song came out 11 days after he was mm. dead, and he never knew the impact that this song would have. And mm -hmm how it was then taken up by the civil rights movement and made such an yeah. important part of American culture. Mm -hmm. And that thing makes me so sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think often my sources of sadness is stuff like that where you just don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, you mean like missed, mo missed opportunities in life, lost, like the, there was a chance for something to happen and it didn't. Potential, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, lost, of all, lost of all that potential, yeah. And in this case... The case of uh, Sufjan Stevens' mom not really understanding, knowing 
her son. Mm-hmm. Like she has a son and doesn't know right. what he means to people, what mm-hmm. he will mean because she, now she's gone. Sam Cooke's case, the song he writes, he doesn't even know the mm-hmm. importance of what would happen. Uh, there's a story written about a Roberta Flack song that has a similar sentiment. Uh, a woman has a child. Mm-hmm. You can tell the story, Katie. So Margaret in Dallas, Texas, wrote us this response about Roberta Flack's The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Margaret says, I was pregnant, going to give up my child in adoption, was grieving for him and the father who was not available. Found my son 40 years later, still weep at the song. Wow. Finds her son 40 years later. The response is two lines long, and it's got everything. worked at record stores when this song came out and uh it's one of those songs that you hear over and over again and it was okay mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a it's a beautiful song it's written by someone out of the same sort of genre that roberta flack came from uh, it was written by this british folk singer ewan mccall for his lover at the time though not his wife he had one uh mm-hmm. peggy seeger who was living in uh in england at the time and really beautiful 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 words this is a, a song that was mentioned many, many times in the uh, comments and in the the call out that we did when we asked people to tell us. Um, we got when we asked people to share stories and songs that make them cry. We got close to seven thousand stories, way more than we could ever put on the show mm-hmm. or even put on the site. But. What we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll we'll put a playlist up, maybe a Spotify playlist, and include uh, a bunch more stories and songs on our website, npr.org slash all songs. If this wasn't enough, you just didn't get enough tears out during this show, you can mm-hmm. go online and shed a few more. If you get started and you can't stop, yeah, keep it going. I can remember uh, when my son was about five, sitting in a rocking chair next to his bed, and I started to sing uh, a song from the most unlikely of uh, singers, who was Ringo Starr. <laughs> and, uh, and the song was a song uh, by the Beatles uh, called Goodnight. It's so simple. It's just dream sweet dreams for me, dream sweet dreams for you. Yeah. And uh, 
I never knew this until I actually did a little reading about the song because I know Ringo sings it. I know George Martin produced it. It's the last song on the Beatles' Double White album. I knew those things. Mm -hmm. And I learned uh, just today that John Lennon wrote that song for his five-year-old son, Julian. And my son's name is also Julian. I love little coincidences like that in life. Um, it's just the greatest thing in the world. It really is. I love having, having, having kids. It just puts everything in perspective. Yeah, makes us all a little more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Love you much, buddy. You too. Right back at you, good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Cheers. Big news stories don't always break on your schedule. But with the NPR app, news, culture, and podcasts are ready when you want them. In your pocket. Download the NPR app today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.